Fitchburg and the iHeartRadio app. You found the Crowley Show. Well, your mom listens, and you should too. 412-919-1316 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom is behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73, at ButtonPusher970. And please, tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Antonio Brown is all over Twitter.com right now. Hey, tonight is Hard Knocks. What is it? Episode number four. Wonder number four. if that's a coincidence. Andrew Luck, he retired. He's 29 years old. That's crazy. Joining us now to discuss from The Athletic, she is Lindsay Jones. Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Anytime. The Andrew Luck saga, I don't even know where to begin there, but I guess we begin like this. Any problem with that guy walking away from the game right now? I mean, it, it, there's a couple things at play here. Um, I'm never going to fault a guy for doing what's best for his body, his mental health, his physical health, um, his long-term health, and his family. Um, the timing stinks if you're the NFL, if you're the Colts. Uh, you know, selfishly, I loved watching him play, so it just sucks that we're not going to be able to see him play. But when you look at it really big picture and – you know, Andrew Luck, the human being, I have no problem with him deciding that he just couldn't take it anymore. This four years of this grind. Um, but the timing, the timing just really stinks. I think, and that's the, the thing now that we've kind of had three or four days to digest, you know, the, the news, we really can kind of start looking forward to what this means for the Colts, what this means for the AFC, um, and certainly what it means for kind of the, uh, the long-term future there, because, this is not just a short-term issue now for the Colts. Jacoby reset to last year of his contract. So this is a short-term deal and a long-term deal where now all of a sudden there's another team kind of in the mix for quarterbacks next year. I wonder what this means for football in general, too. And I don't want to go all hyperbolic here, but Rob Gronkowski, he walks away and he says, yeah, man, this game has really taken a toll on me. Andrew Luck says this game's really taken a toll on me. Megatron said the same thing around the same age. I don't know, and maybe this is ignorance on my part, but do you hear that with the other sports, that they're getting beat down in retiring before they're really even out of their primes? No, I don't think so. I mean, and just, to, just football, there's just such a different physical nature to it. To it. Um, you know, I think the lack of guaranteed contracts might be part of it as well. I don't know if maybe the guys that play other sports and they have um, a little bit more financial security. They're willing to play a little bit longer because of that. Um, but I just think, you know, football has just such different physical demands. And we're learning so much more almost every year now about uh, the long-term effects of football that, that just don't exist in the other sports. You know, there there are head injuries in hockey um, there are, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's basketball players who have long-term knee issues and stuff like that, but just the entire physical toll um, that football has taken, we're just learning so much more, and players are much more aware of it now and educated on the what's at stake. And, you know, I think it's encouraging that guys are taking a little bit more control over their careers and their lives and deciding what they want to do. I don't think this is going to spur some sort of mass exodus, but all of a sudden we're going to be seeing, you know, dozens of 28, 29-year-old football players retiring. But it is notable that, you know, just this offseason, we've seen 20, two 29-year-olds at, you know, kind of the the peak of their game, though, with many potentially good years ahead of them, and Rob Gronkowski and Andrew Luck leaving because the physical toll had just become too much. 
Here's where I come down on the other players in the league, and I think you're right. There's not going to be a mass exodus. Lindsey Jones joining us of The Athletic on the Crowley Show. Vince Williams, who's a linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe a backup this year. He says, I go through eight and a half hours of rehab every single week. He said, football's not easy. He goes, it's a game I love, but it's not easy. Players like that... They're trying to fight for that extra year, the extra two years. They're trying to preserve their bodies because they're making good money, but they're not making the kind of money where you're going to set up generations behind them. So a lot of these guys, they're still in the game. They're maybe kind of stuck, for lack of a better word, in the game, even if they'd want to get out. Yeah, I think that's certainly true. I mean, the guys that we've seen walk away early, they kind of fit two categories. They're the Andrew Lux, who... He's made $100 million. He also has had a very big jump start, I think, on knowing what he wants his life to be. You know, he got his college degree. He has a lot of outside interests. While he loved football, he was not consumed by football. He was not defined by football. Um, you see a guy like Rob Gronkowski, who is, you know, he's been very transparent about the way he saved his money. Um, obviously has a lot of other interests as well. I think he just today kind of announced he's um, investing in some CBD oil and some treatments. I need to read all of the stories about that. Um, you know, or it's guys like, you know, uh, uh, Boland, the linebacker from the 49ers who walked away very young a couple of years ago, or, or Rashad Mendenhall, a guy who you guys in Pittsburgh know really well. He retired very early, walked away, um, with a very clear plan of things that they wanted to do. Um, whether that was educational, getting entertainment, Mendenhall left, you know, retired very early and, you know, now gotten into to writing, you know. So I think it's the guys who, one, who either saved a lot of money or two, have a very clear path for what they want their life to be outside of football. And that's a rare thing. I mean, a lot of guys haven't saved as much money as you, you think they would have. Um, they're not making quite as much as, you know, they're not making basketball or baseball salaries. Um, and a lot of guys have just been so consumed by the quest to, become a professional football player and then stay a professional football player that they haven't decided what they want to do when the game is no longer an option. Lindsey Jones of The Athletic joining us here on the Crowley Show. Last thing in the Andrew Luck arena here. David DeCastro, who was Andrew Luck's teammate out at Stanford, he says that players are looked at like they're circus animals. Is he overstating it there, or do you think that he's got a point? I think he's got a point. Um, You know, and I think that's part of the, you know, I think it happens in all sports, but I think in football it's um, it, it's really amplified because the league, for that, I guess they, they do a really good job of focusing on the league and the teams, and not so much on the players. And part of it is probably the helmet. Part of it is that it's such a, the nature of this team game that you know I think it's really hard for a lot of people to look at NFL players and football players in general as human beings. You know that that they see it as just the, the overall sport. And I think the NBA has done a really good job of um, marketing its stars and letting fans really get to know the guys as people more so than, than has happened in football. And, um, you know, you play fantasy football and, you know, we all feel, you know, I have my fantasy team and you know, they're commodities. And you, that kind of there's this disconnect from the real life experiences that these guys are going to on a day-to-day basis and the entertainment value that fans want. And that it was really tough to watch Andrew Luck get when that was probably one of the hardest days of his life and that certainly made it worse and I you know fans put a lot of money a lot of uh, effort into these sports you know into their teams but 
at the same point, it's, you know, you really do need to realize that these guys are humans and, you know, humans first with, you know, wives and children. And, um, you know, hopefully they'll be able to have grandchildren and long fulfilled lives long beyond this game. I mean, the guy had a lacerated kidney, for God's sake, yeah. an entire season and comes back and he's getting booed. That did not sit well with me. Last couple of things for Lindsey Jones of The Athletic. I said that that was the last thing in the luck arena, but... Okay, one more. I lied. Uh, the Colts are not going to take back the signing bonus money. I think that that's the right move. You wonder the reasoning for it, but all in all, the thing that they probably should be doing. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, maybe that's a you know a, a kind of a goodwill gesture. Maybe trying to keep that door open if he changes his mind and he wants to come mm-hmm. back. Um, you know, maybe there's a little bit in there that they understand their role in all of this. That he got beat up very badly the first couple of years of his career because they hadn't invested uh, in the team around him and the offensive line, you know, how his injuries were managed, all of those sorts of, you know, those are some, you know, tin hat or tinfoil hat conspiracy theories there. But um, I think it was the right thing to do. And, um, you know, he, he probably handled this as best as he could. And, you know, they're all trying to keep those, keep those doors open, I guess. I'm wondering where you come down on all of the Antonio Brown, Pittsburgh Steelers stuff from afar. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, I I I only spent one day in Latrobe, and unfortunately, it was um, the day that they had to cancel everything. Uh, and I was I was um, I was looking forward to chatting with everybody there because it was right as the helmet stuff was blowing up. But I mean, I'm just if, you know if you're the Steelers, and you're the Steelers fans, and it might be different in a couple weeks if he's catching you know ten passes for 150 yards and two or three touchdowns every game. You know, maybe you know, maybe you can look back at look at it a little bit differently. But right now, aren't you just relieved that it's like not your drama anymore, and you can kind of really look at <laughs> look at kind of somebody else to cheer for? Because right. man, it just it's exhausting. It's just always something. You know, it's you can never just you, know, you you love the play on the field, but you can never just kind of let it all go. I mean, you just every time you think that okay, it's going to be over, he tweets something about Ben Roethlisberger today, and here it goes again. But, you know, I'm sure for you guys and the, the you know, all, for all the talk radio and television and stuff there, it's, you know, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's great, great fodder, but, man, so yeah, we, uh, it's not a Raiders problem. Exactly. We throw the rundown out on days like this whenever you can take a pot shot or two at Antonio Brown, but all in good fun, really. Uh, Lindsay, uh, I enjoyed that immensely. Thank you so much. Hopefully we get a chance to do it again. For sure. Thanks for having me. Take care. Oh, I wanted the anytime so bad. She was so good. Thank you a lot. Oh, she was so good. And that's what we do better than anybody, right? Because we are a sandbox of craziness. Like, we're all playing around in our sandbox, and we're throwing toys left and right, and there's sand in the air. Maybe there's a cat turd in a corner. Yeah, it's more of a litter box of craziness. But then, every once in a while, you come on, you get the nuanced conversation with a great guest booked by Shirtless Tom. I mean, that's an A-plus interview right there, bringing the nuance to the Andrew Luck conversation. You never know what you're going to get on the Crowley Show. We keep you honest, bitches. Man, she classed up the joint, huh? She did. That's nice. I think she's. I think she nailed just about everything she said there. And I, you know, I hadn't actually thought about this: the Andrew Luck not being penalized for retiring, them not trying to take away that signing bonus money because they think, okay, if he comes back, well, all right, then he's not going to be pissed at us. I mean, we we let him keep that money. It's not like we don't got enough money where the Indianapolis freaking Colts. 
And why not? I mean, if he comes back, he's going to come back to Indianapolis now, probably. But if you say, ah, you know what, buddy, we're fighting you tooth and nail for $24.3 million, well, then all of a sudden, maybe when I come back, I'm going to go to Baltimore. I find it hard to believe that Ursay hasn't contacted some of his lawyers and pulled them into the room and say, all right, what can we do just in case he doesn't come back? Stay tuned. We're not out of the woods yet. I think that public relations wise, it's a smart thing too, right? You can't, you can't go after him. Oh, we're one, one three day binge away from that being a lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> that's has true. Has that money reached Andrew Luck's bank account yet? Because if it hasn't, well, so, Brian's right. We're not out of the woods. Well, the thing is that this is the signing bonus money that had already been paid out to him because okay, when you sign a contract, you get the signing bonus. So he got it all in lump sum up front. Okay, and then you tear it out over the seasons. But since he already got it. It's technically four later on in his career, but they gave it to him beforehand. So now it's one of those gray area weird. Can we get it? Should we get it? What are we going to do? Corporate lawyers, you know, they (laughs) usually roll out multiple briefs just in case different things happen, i.e., you know, Robert Kraft's lawyers. So you never know. They they got contingency going on. He's got a couple cocktails, both of the liquid and drug variety one night, or say he's making a few phone calls. All I'm saying is it's a Mardi Gras weekend away from now. We're going (laughs) to sue the hell out of Andrew Luck. I think the I think that it was Detroit. I think they're in the midst of a battle still with Megatron, like over a couple million dollars. Yeah, yeah, they're still they're still fighting tooth and nail over a couple million dollars. And I just think it's a bad look. I think you just say, you know what, we paid it to him. Just you take it. And, and here's the thing: I don't think a lot of people have really thought about with Andrew. Like the people who say he's a candy ass and he let his teammates down. I mean, he also walked away from I mean potentially millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. By not getting another contract when this one's up. I mean, think about what we're about to see Dak Prescott get paid. Think about what Derek Carr got paid. Those guys are not Andrew Luck. Like, they're going to make $40 million a season, potentially. So on Andrew Luck's next deal, he could be making $40 million a year, three years, $120 million. And he just, he, he walked away from it. Like, so, so not only is he, okay, fine, in your opinion, he lets his teammates down, but yeah, he's also, he also said, you know what, my body's worth more than the millions upon millions of dollars that I'm going to make if I were to stay in the league. From a human perspective, here's the question. If you could retire at 30, a millionaire, would you? Across the board, it's yes. <laughs> I don't care what job you're doing. Yes, I would like to. Who's saying no to that? Right. I love this job. We know. I mean, we talk about, we have a lot of fun every freaking day, right? But, you know, if I got a whole bunch of millions of dollars handed to me, I might I might go travel the world Good. for a couple of years. Why not? What are you going to do? You can always come back to it. I don't care what everybody else around here would think. You know, like, oh, my God, he let us down. Yeah, F you. Right. I mean... You only got one of these things, right? Like, yeah. one day we're all going to wake up dead. Like, one, one day we are going to be dead, and did you did you fulfill your life? I mean, did you have a life filled with experience? Well, Andrew Luck has the opportunity to do that as long as his brain can function. And if he plays another game, even, maybe, his brain won't be able to function at the same level. Antoine Randall said he wishes he played baseball and not football. Uh, think about Phil Bork. Phil Bork, yes, it's hockey, but... I mean, that guy says he forgets stuff all the time. Antoine Randall said he'll walk up the stairs, forget what he's trying to get, come back down the stairs, remember it, get back halfway up the stairs, and forget again. Does Andrew Luck want that to be his life? No. And it's it's not like Alzheimer's, right, where, okay, maybe. Pick, pick names out of a hat. Maybe one of the three of us gets it, right? I mean, maybe. You just don't know. Football, it causes that kind of trauma. You know it. 
It's like a warning on the side of the cigarette thing. They should put that on the side of the NFL helmet. It should be the Steelers logo on one side, on the other side. This sport can cause CTE. <laughs> Surgeon General warning. Yes, Surgeon General warning. This sport, newsflash, ain't flipping safe for you. And it's problems you can't see either. This is they're degenerative diseases. So you may see a guy fine when he leaves the game, but 20 years down the road, that's when the stuff becomes real for this person, you know? And if he's feeling that, man, million bucks in his pocket, doesn't have to play anymore, doesn't want head trauma. Out. It's no-brainer. And then as for the timing issue, which Lindsay brought up, I could feel like she thought maybe he let his teammates down a little bit. When you make the hardest decisions of your life, you got to think about them. And whenever you finally have clarity, you got to act on it. Sorry. If he feels like he does not want to be there, it doesn't do the team any good for him to be there have and have one foot out the door. And let's not forget this is a league where if their contract's up and someone else offers them more money, they're gone. What about them quitting on the team when they go, oh, I'm taking more money from this team. I don't want your contract. Right. It's the same damn thing. So don't, don't compare it differently. It's the same thing. These guys are in it for themselves. They are playing a game to provide for their families, and that's what he's doing. And if he wants to provide for his family and be available to him, you can't kill him for that. Nope, and the thing is, he has the luxury, so why not do it? Like a guy yep. like Vince Williams, there is no luxury. A guy like Vince Williams, you got to play because you do have to feed your family. What else are you going to do? Well, Andrew Luck, he could do nothing and be fine forever. The Steelers wide receivers, they've learned from Antonio Brown, but in a good way. I'll explain <laughs> next. It's the Crowley Show. Celebrate the start of football at the 2019 Heinz Field Kickoff and Ribfest, August 29th through September 2nd. SPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. People said that Antonio Brown was going to rub off on him the wrong way. Hey oh, wait. Hey oh, whoa. Oh my god. Hey B. So Ben Roethlisberger, through Michelle Tafoya, apologizes in a way to Antonio Brown, saying he regrets his radio show last year because he says it ruins a friendship. Antonio Brown, feeling none of it, says, yeah, we were never friends, brah. Meanwhile, if you go on Twitter.com right now, we're calling him Tony Two-Face around these parts because there are tweets from AB talking about how Ben was the GOAT stepbrothers where they're hugging each other on the field at the Pro Bowl. Some guy asked... A.B., who his best friend on the team was. A.B. responded on Twitter with Ben Roethlisberger. So if he thinks that Ben is two-faced, which he's put out there in the past, if he says really that they're not, they were never friends, well, this is Antonio Brown line. This is Antonio Brown being Tony two-faced here. This is this guy being full of it. So don't let him fool you. I don't think we're going to have that problem in Pittsburgh. But you know, you know tomorrow on the radio, baby. And you know, you know, tomorrow on the national sports talk shows, this shit's going to get all conflated, right? And people are going to be talking about how A.B., he was just trying to get his, but he never liked Ben. Oh, no, he hated Ben because Ben always thought he was an owner. Ben always had that owner's mentality. He never liked Ben. Ben was always a bad guy. A.B. was just trying to have a means to an end. He's just trying to get into the Hall of Fame. That's the only reason he liked Ben or said that he liked Ben. You just wait because that's coming. Oh, yeah, this luck story is going to start to fizzle down a little bit. They're going to need the hard knocks being on tonight after this tweet. Oh, yeah, this is dominating the news cycle tomorrow on sports radio and sports talk shows. Preseason's been fun this year. 
Yeah, it really has. Other than the actual football being played. Oh, that's they, been they play miserable. Games? That, oh, it's been miserable. Oh, I didn't realize that. Curtain being pulled all the way back. At the end of the Steelers season, they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Ravens need to lose to the Browns for the Steelers to get into the playoffs. You all remember. And we were talking, okay, what's better for the show? Is it better for the show if the Steelers make the playoffs, and then you get a couple more weeks to talk about them, and you get the hype, right? And I've wanted the Steelers to win. I'm not going to lie. I wanted the Steelers to win. I wanted them to I wanted them to win a Super Bowl. Damn it. I mean, I like the Steelers. I wanted them to win. Pittsburgh, baby. Loud and proud. Steeler fan right here, right? And... <laughs> When they lost, Brian was like, Crowley, I'm just telling you right now, it's way better they lost. Oh, for content. Yeah. For content, it is way better. Hell, we got the Steelers Radio Network. We all It's taking money out of our pockets. Right, right. But as far as the show is concerned, what is better? Well, the Steelers, they don't make the playoffs. Had they made the playoffs, Antonio Brown, no doubt in my mind, is a Steeler today. No question in my mind. If they make the playoffs, A.B., he goes out there and he plays in the playoff game because he's not missing a playoff game. They put up some statistics. They probably win the first week, lose the next week. But, hey, he got his, so he's not gone. So they don't make the playoffs. A.B., it all implodes. Third and a fifth round pick. The entire offseason has really felt like there was not an offseason. And would I rather be discussing the third preseason game right now? No. I'm not going to lie about that. Absolutely not. I have it in the show sheet. I was planning on getting there, and I'll get to it, I'm sure, at some point in the program. What did I take away from Steelers preseason game number three? But that ain't as sexy. That ain't as fun. I teased going into the break that the Steelers wide receivers on this current Pittsburgh team learned from A.B. And I think that's going to scare some of you, right? Oh, my God. What? What, what they learned? What did they learn from that guy? Not to show up to meetings? Throw things off a balcony? Show up to radio shows and fall asleep on the microphone? What did they learn from that guy? I think they learned what not to do from Antonio Brown. I mean that. (laughs) Mike Pursuta tweeted this out after the game. And I read this yesterday, but we didn't get into the depth of it. But I'll put it out there again. Pursuta said, Ben subbed out a gas Juju Smith-Schuster who didn't bitch and moan. No sideline drama, no red ass. Juju returns, catches touchdown. Ben said such selflessness is special. I think you're going to see more of that than you probably ever had on this team. End quote. No one was selfish. I guess there's more quote. You can go a couple series without guys <laughs> touching the ball and there's no difference in their facial expression. We know as long as we move the ball and score, everybody wins. He said if he's all in, they should be all in. They learned from Antonio Brand how to not behave. Juju Smith-Schuster, whether he actually means it or not, hey, I I bet you Juju wants the ball, right? Whether he means it or not, Juju Smith-Schuster publicly going to say, and he's going to tell his quarterback, hey, if I'm tired, yes, I'll be out, that's fine. Because I know I'm still going to come in and get mine. I mean, how many balls has Ben Roethlisberger going to complete this year? 500? I I don't know. Look at the numbers. How many balls has Ben going to complete this year? They're all going to get theirs if they allow themselves to. If they don't throw a hissy fit, if he didn't throw a hissy fit, Juju Smith-Schuster is catching 100 balls at least. It's going to happen. Vance McDonald's going to get his. James Washington, Dante Moncrief, they're all going to contribute to their to this team, to the cause, pulling at the same rope if they just follow the plan. And Antonio Brown, he was great. Didn't follow the plan. And when you're that kind of talent, okay, sometimes you can't act like a D-bag. Sometimes you can't act like a dick. LeBeau. LeBeau. Like Phil Kessel, if he's not putting up a point per game, he wouldn't have been around here. I mean, Phil Kessel, if he's putting up 50 points and acting like a jerk 
and saying, oh, I don't want to be on that line. I'm going to be on that line. I'm going to go to the casino tonight. No, 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 no. He's gone. Like Antonio Brown got the rope that he got for so long because Antonio Brown was really good. Juju's also really good, but he knows I don't want to act like that because I am now loved, beloved in Pittsburgh because I'm the anti-Antonio Brown. He's total antithesis, right? So he's going to fall in line there. It's the other guys. Are they going to be able to stay in line? I think the answer is yes, and I think that they have to because James Washington, even if he's good, and I think he's going to be, he is not going to be able to be a diva and stick around. Like Martavis Bryant found that out. Martavis Bryant had 15, 16 touchdowns in 31 games. He gets traded. Why? Because he was a jerk who's doing drugs and he can't stay on the field. Okay, well, you're expendable. Eventually, everyone becomes expendable, but it's depending upon the leash, right? If James Washington acts like a jerk, James Washington's going to get kicked out of here. If Dante Moncrief, my God, acts like a jerk, yeah, go find somebody else who can stand there and get the ball thrown to him from Ben Roethlisberger. They understand how to behave, and I think they understand how to behave from just watching Antonio Brown and the bad things that he did. I've been trained in radio by listening to some bad radio shows. I mean, that helps you out. Like, you can listen to good radio. Like, I can listen to Madden and think, okay, here are some elements of his game. You can listen to Levitard. Here are some elements of his game. You can learn a lot about the mechanics of radio by finding out when somebody doesn't have those mechanics. I think the Steelers' wide receiving core knows how to act as wide receivers because they know not to act like Antonio Brown. 412-919-1316. Carol tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. In regard to AB's latest tweet, Wow, this exposes who A.B. really is. Hashtag call God. Yeah, right. As Adam Crowley just mentioned, look up how A.B. tweeted him and Ben were brothers. Look it up. Other tweets kissing up to Ben. Here's the deal, Carol. You were right in everything you said except for this one thing. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I mean, we already knew who Antonio Brown was. He's a jerk. A narcissistic jerk. <laughs> I've said he's stupid, and he is. But being stupid isn't always a crime. Being a jerk to me, okay, that's a crime. I mean, if you're a bad guy, you're a bad guy. I'm going to call you for being a bad guy. If you're just stupid, we'll make fun of you, but we're not going to be relentless. We spent almost an hour and a half today on Antonio Brown because he's a bad person. I'm trying to get him to respond to me on Twitter, too. It is a perfect storm, though, when you got a bad, dumb person. <laughs> like, that's when it gets good. Well, you're right, because stupid can be vicious at times because people, through their ignorance, can just be evil. Mm-hmm. A.B., Someone tweeted Antonio Brown, so I'm guessing you won't sign a Steelers jersey no more. And AB said, I got you, no worries. Yeah, when's that going to happen? <laughs> you going to have him over? Yeah. Yeah, are we going to have a tea time? In the pillow fort? Yeah, in Carr's pillow fort. He's going uh, to find it. him first because it's a massive pillow fort at Castle Carr. AB would love to sign a Steelers jersey and tweet about it and see all the fans in Pittsburgh still love me. See? <laughs> see? Still love. My ex wants me to sign their jersey. He can't let them go. He can't, man. And his latest tweet was this, 41 minutes ago. You see, when you're a young wide receiver in this league and you're a late-round pick or even undrafted, you pretty much got to do whatever to make it or even get a look. Hashtag mentality. Hashtag hungry. Here's the thing. Antonio Brown, by working his tail off the way he did early in his career, that's what got him the recognition. Now what's getting him the recognition is being a total ass clown. If he would still be on the Steelers right now, not being a jerk, he put up great numbers again this year, would have a chance to win a Super Bowl, yeah. and he would still be as big of a star, if not a bigger star, in this league. So what he just said there doesn't hold any water. 412-919-1316. Devin! It's been a while, buddy. What's up? 
What's going on, man? I don't have Twitter, but this is the most perfect thing that could happen, is that Juju is putting up fantastic numbers, and ABs are garbage, and every week somebody tweets Juju's numbers to AB. And it's like, he's killing it for my fantasy team. And just keeps doing that to dude. I don't even have to know his reaction, but I know he would be so mad. That would just be gorgeous. And you know what, Devin? I think that the Steelers are going to be galvanized by stuff like this happening. Like, I think, <laughs> I think now when AB tweets something like that, they can turn to each other and go, dude, you see what AB put out there today? And they all laugh about it. Meanwhile, last year, it's, oh my God, here we go again. I, I think know, because they don't got to deal with it. They don't. And when Ben said after the game, what I just read, we know as long as we move the ball and score, everybody wins. This selflessness is special. I think you're going to see more of that than you probably have ever seen on this team. When he says that, that's because they're all bunkered down, man. They're a unit now, and they weren't that way with Antonio Brown before. Because Antonio Brown was always out there for his own statistics, and they knew that a long time. They knew that before it was even mainstream. A.B. had that long streak, that made-up streak of five catches and 50 yards in however many straight games it was. And I think it was Jacksonville. I could be wrong. It might have been Cincinnati or Cleveland, so I don't have any idea which team it was now that I think about it. But end of the game, ball thrown sideways from Ben Roethlisberger. Instead of kneeling down, they jeopardized the game because A.B. could have fumbled it. It could have been picked off. Ben could have been sacked. But they needed to force-feed it to A.B. to get that record. He would have lost his mind. You're not going to see that from this team this year. Anything like that. They don't need the stat line. They want to win, and I believe them. Here's the beautiful irony in all of this. A.B. is a better leader off the team than he ever was on. Like, how can just getting everybody together, and he's not even here. Appreciate it, man. Your ex loves you, buddy. Love you, partner. Miss you so much. That's all I think about. I wish they had, like, that thing from Major League where they took, like, a piece of helmet off every time they won a game and they got to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Show his dumb face at the end. We'll make the video. If they're if they're riling, rifling through the regular season, we'll do it. We're gonna do a little major league thing. There's a being like a uh, like one of the leopard skin like, G string at the end of the season. Whoa! I mean, hey, it's motivation. Now, there's two reasons why I want to see the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year. We got the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun, brought to you by To Be Determined. Next, where we hear from Dell's his name. Huh? I don't know. You're the one teasing. Gronkowski? Nick Saban! Saban! And Rob Gronkowski! Both. A twofer. Crowley Show. Looking for a personal injury attorney? Our experienced personal injury attorneys have years of experience getting the kind of results that you're looking right for. On ESPN Pittsburgh. 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Antonio Brown always giving us stuff here on the Crowley Show. I'll get into some of my observations from the Steelers' victory on Sunday later on in the program. We have the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined in a moment. But first, let's go to Paul in San Antonio. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, look. Uh, Antonio Brown is doing a thing that we used to have in the military. It's called Passive Negative Leadership. And what that translates to, and the Steelers are doing it perfectly, is they're all saying, I don't want to grow up to be like him. Yeah, that's exactly it, Paul. You nailed that right on the head. They are being led by the things Antonio Brown didn't do. He's a perfect example of how not to do it. You ever been in class, right, in school, 
and there's this kid who just does everything wrong. Well, okay, that helps you because you know not to be like that guy. The guy who's answering every single question wrong, he's raising his hand even though he doesn't know the answers, and you're sitting there going, okay, well, if I don't know the answer for sure, I'm just not going to raise my hand because I don't look like a jack wagon. Well, Antonio Brown's that guy. Antonio Brown's the dude who's getting everything wrong, and the Steelers receivers, they see, you know what? We're not going to be like that guy. What time is it, shirtless Tom? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Nick Saban, one of the greatest college coaches of all time. Coaches for Alabama, obviously. He was asked about giving players second chances. Do they deserve it when they're 19 or 20 years old? If they go off and do something wrong off campus, should they be given an opportunity to play there and after? And, well... Here's what he had to say. There, there's always a lot of criticism out there. When somebody does something wrong, everybody wants to know how you're going to punish the guy. All right? But there's not enough for 19 and 20-year-old kids, people out there saying, why don't you give them another chance? All right, so I'm going to give a speech right now about this. Like, where do you want them to be? Guy makes a mistake. Where, where do you want them to be? You want to be in the street, or do you want them to be here graduating? You know, when I was over there at the Nagurski, Musin Muhammad, who played 15 years for the Carolina Panthers, played for me at Michigan State. Everybody in the school, every newspaper guy, everybody was killing the guy because he got in trouble and said there's no way he should be on our team. I didn't kick him off the team. I suspended him. I made him do stuff. He graduated from Michigan State. He played 15 years in the league. Right, he's a president of a company now. And he has seven children, and his oldest daughter goes to Princeton. So who was right? I feel strong about this now, really strong. All right, about all the criticism out there of every guy that's 19 years old that makes a mistake, and you all kill him. And then some people won't stand up for him. So my question to you is, where do you want them to be? You want to condemn them? To a life sentence? Or do you want the guy to have his children going to Princeton? The second one. So I think everything Nick Saban said there is right. If a 19-year-old messes up, and we're not talking about sexual assault, things of that nature, but if a guy does something, a little burglary charge, or he's running from cops, stuff like that, I'm serious. I mean, you want him on a little back. burglary it's charge. Just a tiny burglary charge. He was resisting was arrest, seat. but it was a light resist. The, all right? the, way, mean, the way that I look at it is... <laughs> soap and hand slap on the cop. I mean, come no, on. I mean, who come hasn't on. had a light armed robbery Cops before? been hit harder. I, mean, I didn't say yeah. anything about armed robbery no, or hitting a cop. The armed uh, robbery uh, or hitting uh, the cop. Well, well, even if it was just hitting the cop, it was a light tap. I think that if you are 19 years old and you do something stupid... If they're going to charge you, okay, we can have the conversation. If you're going to do some prison time, obviously that ends the discussion. But if it's a misdemeanor, they're going to slap you on the wrist. Don't kick him out of the program. Nurture the guy. Allow him to have a legitimate shot at life. Allow him to get the opportunity to graduate from college. Don't just kick a dude to the side because he's made a mistake. And I think that's what Nick Saban's getting at there. Now, <laughs> is Nick Saban 
doing that for the good of the kid, or is Nick Saban doing that because he was a five-star recruit out of Florida who's going to help him win football games? Probably the latter, not the former, but I think his point still stands. Two-star football players are criminals. Of course they uh, are! Kick them right off the team. They belong on the streets. Two stars. You wouldn't be on the streets if you had more than two stars. No, five stars don't go to jail. And that, See, that's the thing, Crowley. I do agree with you. We're giving you Jeez. we're giving you crap oh. about the little, oh. the little burglary thing. I get it, but like... I wasn't. Really, though, when you're 19, you do do stupid stuff, and you should be able to be rehabilitated in some way, but maybe a few years later, you know? Yes. I mean, if you're a professional and and your employer wants to fire you because you you stole something, okay, fine. I I, I totally get it. And hell, if that's your prerogative in college, too, and you say we have a zero-tolerance policy, you guys guys got to figure that out, okay, I understand it, but I think if it were me running a football program and I would do it for $80,000... I would keep those dudes around, and I would try to help them become better people. Speaking of great people, this guy's one of the best. Rob Gronkowski retired from the NFL, and he's now selling drugs. What? Hey. <laughs> Here's Rob Gronkowski from earlier today. It's fixable. You just got to go out there. You got to look for it, though. You can't just sit on the couch and be like, oh, you know, like my, my leg hurts, my shoulder hurts, my ankle hurts, whatever it is. You got to go out there. You got to search for it. You gotta search for answers. You gotta search what's best for your body. You gotta search what's best for you mentally. And that's what I've been doing. I've been going out there searching. I've been trying new things. And it's been an amazing journey. It's been a lot of fun. It's been awesome. So that's just my only tip to him. I feel his pain. I feel where he's at. And go out there, search for what you need to search for to get to you to back to that level. It's, it's attainable and it's possible. So that's Rob Gronkowski talking about Andrew Luck and what he needs to do with his life now. Also, while saying, I'm starting a CBD company. Yeah, great audio, by the way, Tom. I mean, geez, that's awful. I wanted to dump out of it halfway through. Yeah, very clear, I thought. Yeah, it's pretty awful. I mean, that's just, like I mean, it's just great. It's at all. crap. I mean, just not good enough. Stan Saverin Penn's report. I mean, what are you doing here, Tom? Think, think long and hard about your decisions here, okay? Because I'm going to kick you out mistake. on the street. I made a huge mistake. That that to me unforgivable. But if you if you rob, if you rob a store, small robber, yeah, all right, yeah. You go into a convenience store and you hold the thing up. I'm fine with it. Little old burglar. That's basically where I come down on all that. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird though? How we're in a? I think we're in a in a time frame here where the NFL needs to be real real careful about what's going on. You've got two young superstars that are pulling away from the game early, and they're looking at this and saying, "Look." My body doesn't want to put up with this. I can't mentally do this to myself over and over. And, I mean, the NFL's kind of coming to a gut check. And I'm not talking like a legal gut check where they're worried about lawyers. This is a gut check where they're worried about players. And they can't be liking what's happening over the last few days. I don't know what you can do. I, I think I think it's just inherently football. I think it's just violent. I think it's going gonna, it's right. gonna to kill people. It oh, just, it is, but it may very well change the face of... I mean, it will change the face of how contracts are drawn up, how that's everything, true. you know? And I mean, when you've got these kind of guys on a platform that they've been really trying to not have a platform on and point out things where football hurts you, we're there now, so... NFL act accordingly. It's a gut check. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Where when the next CBA comes up, all right, right, 
18 games? Really? You really want to go 18 oh, games? Oh, that's done. That, that's dia. It, it was dead on the in the water before. Now it's just not even in the water. Like, you can't even push it. You think that. so? I don't think you can push it, especially when you've got two high-profile players like this quitting the game because of the pain it has caused them at 30. I think ideally you're right. I think it's, I think they still do 18. You think they'll get there? I do think so. And I, I, think, I think you're right, though. Like, it's going to be an awful look. It's going to be an awful look when they push for it. They're definitely going to push for it at the very least. But if they get to 18 games, you have to give them guaranteed contracts. It's the only way to do it. And weed. And weed. Guaranteed contracts and weed. Like when they show up to the games, give it to them? I mean, 18 games, it's all on the table now. It's a so they put all the weed on the table before the games. Yeah, instead of like bikes and stuff, they'll have weed tents. Instead of an oxygen tent. Weed tent <laughs> I didn't know what you meant by bikes at first. The exercise yeah, I'm bikes thinking, on I'm, the sidelines. Yeah, I'm thinking in the whole like area back behind the bench where they have the bikes, the oxygen tent, all that stuff. They'll have the weed tent. It's the hot box tent, baby. Here yeah. we go. They got the gas mask like the uh, Larry Tunsil had yep. at Ole Miss. Brought to you by Gronk CBD Company. You've got a quarterback limping off the field. All right, give him a couple of hits, the cush, and then get him back out there. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to need the cush tent. Whoa, things are really slowing down out there for Ben Roethlisberger. What could it have been? Well, I think it was the blue cush he just brought into his lungs. <laughs> they have four different tents, all different weeds, you open all up, different strains. What you do you need? open up the tents and just a fog of smoke just rolls out onto the field. It's like, close the tent up. Jeez, visibility's getting low out here. <laughs> That is the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by 2B Determine, Woo! the official vampire of the Crowley Show. <laughs> Tim Benz joins us next. What's he think about Andrew Luck? How about all the goings-on with Antonio Brown? A million things to talk about with that dude. It's the Crowley Show. Indeed. Used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings.